Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Well, the Vancouver Police Department is beginning its use of body-worn cameras, and this has been a long time coming. More and more police forces around the province will be adopting these cameras this year or next, and, you know, supporters say it's about time. But there are still questions about how they are going to be used. What are the protocols? What will happen to the video? Well, for more on all of that, we're joined now by Ron McDonald, who is the Chief Civilian Director of the Independent Investigations Office. Thanks so much for being here. Good morning, Cindy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, do you support body-worn cameras? Yes, absolutely. I've been calling for um, all frontline uh, police officers in this country to be equipped with body on cam- body-worn cameras now for some years. Um, in my view, it's it's high time that this occurs uh, in, in the simplest sense. Uh, the public, you know, basically uh, everybody in the public walks around with a high-definition camera in their pocket, and yet the police aren't recording incidents where they use force against individuals. And I think the failure to do so can actually lead to a sense of distrust by the public that that level of transparency is not there. So it, it's time uh, for frontline police officers to have body-worn cameras. And so why do you think then, Ron, that it's taken so long? Well, there certainly are, uh, you know, issues around it. I, I mean, first of all, police already, um, you know, use video in, in other ways, particularly with, with dash cam video on, on many of their vehicles, um, which already provides video for use in our investigations, for example. But, but there are certainly uh, economies of scale with the, the fact that if you have every officer wearing a camera, then there's all sorts of issues in terms of storing that information, sorting that information, and accessing that information. There are privacy interests associated with it, et cetera. And, and I get that, and that's probably why it's taken this long. Um, however, it's taken us much longer in Canada to move to this than it has in the United States because we see uh, a much greater use of body-worn cameras in the United States than we do in, Can- in Canada. Okay, so we've heard now that the Vancouver Police Department is moving to make this happen. They are arriving. Uh, what about the rules that they've put in place here? For instance, they are going to store the video recordings 13 months. Is that long enough? Well, um, you know, these, these, the, the various rules and policies that they have set are, are more or less consistent with the, uh, the province's police standards for the use of body-worn cameras. And in, I, I think when you look at those standards, you'll have to say that, you know, those seem reasonable at this point. Now, are they the best standards? Is that the way um, it, it, it should be done? Um, only time will tell. Um, but I think the first question is, are we starting from a place of reasonableness? I think so. Um, 13 months um, makes sense. Um, generally speaking, uh, if something is going to be done with that video, if it's going to be needed in a criminal matter, if it's going to be needed in one of our investigations, it should be accessed within that 13 months. And of course, if there's some reason for uh, keeping it longer, it will be kept. Um, the 13 months will only apply to video that nobody has any interest in. Okay. And so some of the other concerns, though, were about whether or not police should be allowed to view the video before a trial. 
Yes, so that is a, a, a very valid concern. There are there is a, a a ton of research that demonstrates that if a witness um, observes a video, it can certainly impact their memory. So I can tell you this, that in with respect to our investigation, so in any time that the police action leads to serious harm or death of any individual, our guidelines or our directions to police are that uh, uh, anyone who is a witness, any police officer who will be a witness is not entitled to look at any video uh, prior to to completing their notes and, and reports and to prior to us uh, taking a statement from them. There can be exceptions to that if there is an ongoing criminal matter concurrent to ours, but generally speaking, that's the rule. And and they are bound to follow those rules. And indeed, there was a court of appeal decision in 2020, which upheld the IIO's right to take a position that officers should not look at video prior to participating in one of our interviews. Okay. And why is that? Why is that so important? Well, as I said, there is a lot of research that demonstrates that when an individual person uh, looks at a video, it can impact uh, their memory and they can remember things differently and for and forget other aspects. Memory in humans is a very fragile thing. Um, uh, the research shows us that it's not uh, it's not like a camera taking a picture of something. It's impacted by all sorts of things, such as uh, the stress of a situation, you know, normal memory problems, um, favor, you know, the, your involvement in the matter itself. If you know people, any biases you might have in favor or against any individuals, that type of thing. And l- allowing a person to watch video can impact that that memory more. You must remember that uh, a police perspective. Uh, of a scene is is what they see through their eyes, but also what they hear uh, through their ears, um, what they can sense through their body. All of those things are important to us in our investigations. And when we speak to them, um, the body-worn camera, although it gives very important evidence, is only from one perspective. It just takes a picture or lots of pictures together, obviously, because it's a film. But um we want them to be able to relate to us what's in their mind and what was in their mind without being uh, cluttered by having viewed the video. Right. Okay. Now, people obviously hope that, you know, with more body-worn cameras, we get more transparency, we get more accountability. And if that's the case, what is your opinion on how public these videos should be made? For instance, like, should they be released to the media? Yeah, so I think... I think there is uh, room for um, there to be more transparency from these types of videos. And in fact, I've begun a process at the IIO for us to examine whether we, during our investigations, should be more forthcoming with video that we receive, be it body cam video or any other type of video. Um, the, the trick is, if it's an investigation that we believe could wind up with the Crown for consideration of charges and then ultimately in court, Um, It would be inappropriate for a state actor such as the Independent Investigations Office to effectively uh, show the uh, show our hand or show the evidence of our case prior to that trial, because that can impact an individual's fair trial interests. So there are restrictions such as that that are are protected by the Canadian Charter um, uh, about a person having a fair trial. But where those don't apply in cases where we aren't going to refer the matter to the Crown, for example, there may well be more room for us to make available to the public through the media or otherwise um, video that we have gathered. And and we are definitely looking at that. Okay, so is there a a general set of rules that all police forces have to follow with this, Ron, or are police forces free to interpret some of the rules their way? 
Well, as I said, there is, uh, you can go online and um, see the BC policing standards that relate to body cameras. And if you Google that, they come up um, and they'll give you a sense of those standards. Um, you know, as you know, with any rules, any law, there's always room for interpretation. And, you know, police are entitled or any individual is entitled to take reasonable interpretations of, of certain standards. And um, how that plays out, we're, we're going to have to wait and see. I, some people have said, well, there are these questions about body cameras and, you know, is it going to work this way? Is it going to work that way? My point of view is more of a positive one, and that is that we don't have this evidence at this point in time. It's very important evidence for our investigations and for the public in general. Um, yes, there may be questions about what happens to body camera video once it's uh, in existence, but it's better that we have it and have those questions to ask than if we don't have it at all. I think that's a good point. Ron, thank you so much for your time. All right. Take care. You too. That's Ron McDonald, who's the Chief Civilian Director of the Independent Investigation Office, a proponent, as you heard, of body-worn cameras for police forces. Now, you're going to hear a lot about them this year because more and more officers will have these, including the Vancouver Police Department, which is moving forward after years of discussion about how to use them. Police people hope this will bring more transparency, accountability, that it will just be another tool, uh, you know, to improve interactions with police.